Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. As always, you're tuning in with me, your host, Anastasia Burtnick. So on today's episode, I want to address a very important topic, which is moving forward with your lives post-pandemic. So one of the things that has been brought up numerous times, so it's a question that I've heard, is what do you plan to do moving forward? How will you reintegrate yourself back into your lives, into family, after being shut out, after being harassed, dismissed, judged, ridiculed, etc., for for sure over a year, um, almost two years? So there is no... There's no easy answer to this question, and it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. So, I mean, myself, I uh, got kicked out of a lot of family um, family events, and I was disinvited. And you know, my me and my partner, we were not allowed to be part of things uh, because of our own personal medical choices because we were unvaccinated, and it's been a very, it's been a very interesting ride to say the least. They're very, very interesting ride. So, you know, our story is not, is, it's not individual in that so many of us have been cast out and it's all been for reasons that are based in fear that are based actually in false information or misinformation. I actually really hate that phrase now, but you know, there was nothing that we could do about it. We kind of had to just say, okay. And, and, and let it go. And when I say, let it go, I mean, not dwell in it because we can't control it. So the question moving forward is what do we do now? Because there, there will be some families that will be forever fractured. There will be others that, because the government says it's okay, you can just go back to living your life as you did before. Um, there's going to be, even if you do go back to things, there's going to be differences. And most people are not going to be able to just resume as if, as if nothing ever happened. Um some people want to have conversations with their family members and, you know, and friends and all these things. And other people just want to stay cut out entirely. So it's going to look, it's going to look different for each and every person. I know with our family, we likely won't be having the conversation. They have known how we feel and we've set very clear boundaries around things. And you know, I mean, they've crossed those boundaries several times 
and we've had to set firmer boundaries. And it got to the point where every time they crossed the boundaries, it was destroying the relationship. I can tell you from my own personal perspective, those relationships will never be the same. However, based on our, our own personal connection to family members and and the way that we want to live our life, we will go back to family events. Um, and we will resume what life used to look like, but I, I can tell you, it's not, it's not going to be identical because in the back of our minds, even though we are working on forgiveness and I'll remind you that forgiveness is not about condoning the other person's actions. And you don't have to go up to someone and say, I forgive you for being a twat waffle basically. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's not about that. It's about you understanding where their energy came from, like hurt people, hurt people doesn't condone it. You're not saying that behavior was okay. You're just saying I'm refusing to let this energy dictate my life moving forward. It's unburdening yourself And it's not about unburdening the other person. So that's why you don't even have to say anything to another person when it comes to forgiveness. You just have to, within your own heart, let go of the pain, the anger, the resentment, the the guilt, the grief, the shame, so that that's not the energy you're carrying forward. That's really what forgiveness is about. You are just not holding on to it within yourself because You can hold on to that energy all day long and and refuse to forgive someone, but they're going to go on living their life. They're not going to be burdened by the fact that you're holding on to those emotions. The only person that's going to be burdened by it is you. So it's just about you releasing those emotions and not holding on to grudges or, or, or whatever it is. And it, and it doesn't mean forgive and forget because for the forget part, you don't need to forget. You can have the awareness at the back of your mind. You know, something that I say in theta healing, when I'm doing releasing, especially around things that hold a lot of lessons and attachments and importance in our life. And, and there's reasons why we don't like to let go of things. And it's so that we protect ourselves from that same thing moving forward. So the thing that I say in theta healing, when I'm helping my clients release is creator of all that is, it is commanded that you release all release and heal all attachments to the, this specific situation while keeping only the wisdom that would serve you in your highest and best good and the highest and best way now. So that, that part about keeping only the wisdom that is going to serve you in your highest and best good, that is where that act of not forgetting comes into play because you, you have that remembrance, you have that awareness without holding on to the trauma, the attachments, the negative feelings around it. So you're, you're forgiving, but you're holding on to that wisdom. So you don't have to relearn those lessons the hard way. You don't have to fear being sucked into those situations or making those mistakes again, or having those things done to you. So When you forgive, keep in mind that you can keep that wisdom, those lessons, that knowledge without holding on to the pain, the trauma, the the grief, the the grudges, all of that, because that's not going to serve you. 
So that's what you want to keep in mind moving forward. Now coming back to coming back to family. So like I said, each and every person's family is going to be an individual experience. It's, and it's going to be an individual, I mean, an individual path that you're going to have to take. There may be, maybe some people that you take different approaches with. So using our family as an example, they will never, I'd be very surprised. I can't say never, but I'd be very surprised, but generalizing, they will never be able to sit down and have a conversation and see the actual error of their ways or the pain they caused because they are not at that, at that level where they can have, or like at that level of consciousness where they can have that awareness and admit and take ownership and responsibility of their actions. So with that knowledge for us, we are making the decision that if we are part of the family, great. If we're not, I mean, it's already been lost, so that's fine too. But if we are welcomed back in, in whatever way, we'll go, we will go to family events. We will be part of the family again. Now that said, I know just for myself, my partner might do, might be different, but just for myself, that level of closeness that we had before is not going to be there. There is going to be more distance. There is going to be a bit of a wall up and it's not a wall of, it's not a wall of pain or hurt. It's just that I'm not going to go back to, you know, being super excited to see you and really like hugging you all the time and treating you the way that I used to, I will be loving, I will be friendly. Um, but that extra level of intimacy is a privilege that you are no longer entitled to. So that's where our energetic boundary is. And for sure, my energetic boundary, again, my partner might be different. Um, but my own energetic boundary is you don't get to see that extra level of intimacy because there was trust broken. There was harm done. And while I understand where it came from, and I understand even why you made the decisions, even though I don't agree with them and, you know, um, and, you know, especially given that I would never treat another person that way. Um, I understand where it came from, but it, it doesn't mean I condone the action. Yes. We will move forward together rather than having it be completely shutting off our connection to family, but it's not going to be the same. And I'm at peace with that and whatever they end up feeling, they're going to have to be at peace with that. Um, you know, those boundaries are just, they're just going to exist. Now for you, you might have something similar where you come back to going to family events and, and these different things. And you might have that energetic boundary as well, where they don't get that extra intimacy with you, you know, that extra heart to heart connection. Um, 
It doesn't mean that you're not going to be loving. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be kind. It doesn't mean that you're not going to show up and shine your light. But that extra bit of you is something that they're no longer entitled to. So you may follow that same path. You may also feel like you can just go back to the way it was. And that's okay too. If you want to go back to just fully giving yourself to your family to not have any boundaries um, surrounding this at all, that's okay too. Go back to hugging, go back to doing whatever it is that you used to do together that you missed out on. And then some of you might, you know, maybe you have to sit down and, and you feel really called to have deep conversations with your family. And if that's you understand that depending on where they're at, and I can't tell you because I don't know each of your family individuals, but depending on where they at, they may or may not be able to receive that information. But if, if that's something that you have to do where you have to really share what's on your heart and how much you were hurt and what you expect moving forward and, and really verbalize boundaries, then you need to honor that. And just know that, again, they may not be able to receive it and you need to be okay with what the outcomes are. So if you, you know, if, if you were to share exactly what's on your heart and they get defensive, what is the next step for you? If you at least get it off your chest, even if they get defensive, even if they feel like they didn't listen, is that enough for you to return to your family? Or is that a sign for you to cut ties? Is that a sign for you to just maybe even take more space? You know, there's, as all these restrictions come to an end and and the, the government magically says that it's okay for you to gather with family again, and for you to no longer uh, demonize any unvaccinated family members or, or whatever it is you, I mean, you get to see what you want moving forward and, and you can take your time. You can take your time. You don't have to rush back in. Maybe you distance yourself for another six months, a year. Maybe it's two years. Maybe it's longer. Maybe there's a a permanent close off of that relationship because there's been too much damage done and rekindling that relationship is not something that you are willing to do again, as long as you are not holding on to all of the pain and trauma and low energies and emotions that surround that situation. As long as you are making these decisions from a place of being healed and of healing so that you're not just throwing your wounds at people. So whatever it is that you feel you need to do honor that, honor that. There are no right answers. There are, there are no right answers. There's only the answer that is best for you. And if you are sitting with these questions of what do I do? 
how do I figure it out? That's okay. It's okay if you need time to sit with these questions. And you know, maybe you need to, maybe you need to vent out everything that you are feeling in a different form. You know, for example, if you can't actually say to a family member, because no matter how you say it or what you say, and this goes for friends and, and whoever is in your life that you've had these disconnects with, if, if you feel like you need to say so much and you know they can't receive it, then maybe something you do is, you know, you record a video of yourself talking and like really venting it out and saying every, everything that comes to your mind, like whether it's nasty, whether it's emotional, whether it's angry, whether you cry, whether you scream, whatever it is, just like really letting it out on video. And then what you do is you just watch that. You watch that video. You witness yourself in those emotions. And you give yourself love through that process. And this is not something that ever has to see the light of day other than you witnessing it. But what that will do is it will take the emotions from your heart, all of that hurt, that pain, that trauma, it'll take it from your heart and having it sit there and it'll put it out of yourself. It'll take it out and it will allow you to be witnessed, to really be heard, even if it's only you witnessing and hearing yourself. You know, there's a, an incredible amount of power in doing that. And, you know, journaling, for example, is a really potent practice and you will hear, I mean, you'll hear me recommend journaling. You will hear, I mean, probably every spiritual leader, counselor, therapist, blah, 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 out there recommending journaling and journaling is a beautiful tool, but one of the limitations of journaling is it can still, even if you're putting it on paper, it can still get stuck in your head and your body, but by actually speaking it out loud, by videotaping yourself, and then by witnessing what you've said and how you're feeling, it takes it out of your body. It actually allows that emotion and that energy to move through you rather than having it stay in your head, spinning and spinning and spinning. There's a, a really significant power behind that. So I really do recommend that practice. And you can use this with anything. It doesn't just have to be this situation. Anytime you are feeling like there's stuck emotion and you're spinning in it and you can't move forward, say what it is that you need to say. And it and you don't censor yourself. And that is the thing. You don't censor yourself and don't have guilt or shame about what you are saying. Like, even if you are saying something like, I, I fucking hate you. And I can't believe you treated me this way. And like, sometimes I just wish that you would die. That's really harsh, right? But in that video, in that you know, in that context, you get to be as brutal and as honest 
as you need to, because if there's anger in you, if there's resentment in you, betrayal, grief, you need to let that out in its full form. And you can't, you can't censor yourself when you do that because you need to let it out. And what this does as well is it provides you the safe space to feel all of your feelings because thinking those things does not make you a bad person. It makes you human. We all have crazy dark thoughts sometimes, but it's not like we're acting on them. But sometimes we need to have those thoughts witnessed, those feelings witnessed. And yeah, if you went to your, if you went to your mother and was like, I hate you, I wish you would die. Like, that's probably not, I mean, maybe it is how you super deep down feel, but saying that to her is probably not, probably not a good idea. I mean, just hazarding a guess there, probably not a great idea. And you don't want to sit in those feelings. And when you do have a conversation with your family member or a friend, you want to come at it from a place where you're not in that super triggered state where you're going to say something that you, that you don't fully mean, or that you can't take back. So by putting it into that video form and allowing yourself to then watch it back and witness yourself. And that's really key. Again, the witnessing. It allows you again to that release that emotion, release that trauma, release those, those thoughts that are weighing on you that feel shameful or bad or, or whatever label you want to put on it. It allows those to be released from your body. And then when, and if you are ready to have a conversation, you can go have that conversation. Yes. You might still feel hurt, but that extra layer of being triggered and the, the extra layer of anger and resentment and all these things that is going to be dissipated so that you can come into a conversation being more clear and also having the awareness of you know, how to have a conversation that is incredibly hard, that helps to minimize the other person's defenses. And, you know, having those conversations where you are being aware of where people will get defensive and using language and mannerisms that will still very much get your point across without inflaming things. That is an incredibly powerful skill. Um, And it takes a lot of power and confidence and security within yourself to have a conversation like that, because it's easy to lash out. It's easy for like you to be like, Hey, you hurt my feelings. Somebody be like, Oh no, I didn't. You're, you're just exaggerating. And for you to be like, Oh, fuck you. Like stop not listening to me or whatever it is like having that inflammatory response. But for you to instead have a conversation that says, you know, when you cut us out of the family, it really hurt us you made decisions for our own health based on what your thoughts were, but that was not in alignment with what we wanted. And it felt really disrespectful for us to be cut out in this way. Um, and I mean, they may still get defensive, but it's, it's using different language and it's, it's really staying in that centered space where, no, I understand that 
you know, you made these decisions and, and that you felt that way. And those decisions still really hurt us or, and those decisions still did this. And one of the most important words in hard conversations is actually the word. And, you know, thank you for your apology, but I still felt this way. You don't, you want to use the word, but, and this is about kind of taking those defenses away and, and creating a less, um, inflammatory conversation, because as soon as you say, but it negates what was said before, I'm sorry, but doesn't feel good. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that you are feeling this way, or I'm sorry that this hurt you. And I also understand that whatever, whatever, whatever. And that, that word means that you're, you're understanding what came before and, or you're understanding what they're saying and this still hurt or, and this still crossed boundaries. Using that language is going to help you so much. If you decide to have these hard conversations and really get honest with how much this affected you being cut out of your family, being cut out of friendships, being treated like a leper or, or like, like something that isn't even human being demonized in that way. And then having blame put on you, because that's a great one is, yeah, they're going to cut you out and they're going to blame you because it's your own fault. You know, there's, there's a whole, there's so many layers to this. There's so many layers. But if you are going to do this and you're going to have these conversations, you need to be prepared to use language that is going to allow your point to get across. And it can be exhausting. I've had these conversations before, and I do have an entire podcast on this. It's called how to have hard conversations. I can't remember what number it is off the top of my head, but it is, it is there. It's called how to have hard conversations. I want to say it's around 2016, 11, maybe somewhere around there. I think Um, it's earlier in the podcast. So yeah, you just, if you're going to have these conversations, be prepared. And also, and this takes a lot, this takes a lot of energy, but be prepared to not be reactive, know what you want to say, know how you want to react. And if you are getting too emotional, if you are getting reactive, just say, I need to take a break from this conversation. Let's, let's come back to this another day or, you know, uh, just a moment. I need to use the bathroom, excuse yourself for five, 10 minutes, whatever it is so that you can calm down. Because when, if you are getting really upset and, And when I say this, I mean, you, if you're, if you're upset having this conversation, I mean, that's understandable, but there's, there's levels of being upset. So if you're starting to yell, if you're starting to get hysterical, um, if you're starting to like really get triggered and like overly emotional where you're losing control. And in this situation, when you have these conversations, you do want that level of control over yourself so that you're not lashing out. You're not getting defensive. You're not coming into their, into your own wounds while they're attacking you or getting defensive or whatever it is. Like just excuse yourself, let yourself calm down so that you can come back into a place of being in control of being that calm. 
And, you know, even being that calm is likely going to irritate people. So understand that too. So, you know, again, there is no right answer for how to move forward with this. There is no fully right answer because each and every person is different. Our relationships with our friends, our family are different. You know, what we need is different. And it really just depends on, I mean, it really depends on what you are okay with and how you want relationships to look. And, you know, also having the understanding and especially with family, friends are a little bit different because it can be easier for friends to come and go. But with family, there's usually that extra layer of almost a feeling of obligation because there's blood ties or, or whatever it is, family. There's like a lot of weight that typically comes behind that. And depending on, depending on what it is, you know, having an understanding of the fact that you, the relationship that you want, whether and whether that is in this context or whether it's in any context, the relationship that you want and that would serve you in the highest and best good may not be possible. That person may be incapable of providing that level of connection and honesty and authenticity and you know, soul-to-soul connection that you really want and need because they are dealing with their own wounds. You know, parents are a good example. If your parents are wounded and they are spinning in their own lack and victim mindset and martyr mindset, and they cannot see or act or act differently, um, you know, you may have to, if you want a relationship, settle with what they can provide. Now, that doesn't mean being abused. It doesn't mean having no boundaries. You look at what they are capable of, and then you set boundaries around that. You know, ideally, we would all love these perfect, loving, happy, easy relationships with our family where, you know, they're fully supportive. They, you know, you have great open communication. There's no defensiveness. Their wounds don't come up. There's no like triggers and all of these things. We would love that. And for most people, that's not realistic. So you have to come to the understanding of what is this person capable of? And am I willing to have a relationship at that level? If you are willing to have a relationship at that level, then you set boundaries. You know, a very good example, I've set a very clear boundary that I do not talk about my business with my mom. I will share wins, but I've had to set a very clear boundary of not having her offer me advice because there is too, there's too much of a trigger there. And there's too much of a, of an overstep and disrespect there. So I had to set a boundary 
because I, I can't have that. So that's a very, a very good example of the fact that she can't meet me where I need, and she can't support me in the way that I need. So I had to set a boundary of not having this conversation. I will share wins with you, but I'm not going to ask for advice from you, or I don't want to hear any advice unless I specifically ask for your help. So using an example like that, you can set boundaries within relationships and you have to just be willing to set those boundaries and stick to them. It's not like one day you allow the boundary, you stick to the boundary and the next day you're, they cross the boundary and you're like, okay, well, I guess it's okay this time. When you set a boundary, it has to be firm and setting boundaries is not easy. You are likely because it's not very often that people just set a boundary once and and it's just perfectly stuck to you. You're likely going to have to set that boundary and then re-educate on that boundary and re-educate on that boundary or, or reinforce rather you're reinforcing the boundary because if you've had one pattern of behavior the entire time, and then you're changing the pattern, it takes time for that, for that pattern to in fact change. So there is a level of patience that you need to have. So you just need to be aware moving forward of, you know, what, what you want, what you're willing to accept and not. Um, and you have to be willing to stick to the boundaries that you do set and uphold them. Just be willing to come with compassion and kindness. Because if you don't have that compassion and kindness, you are not going to be able to move forward in in any healthy way. And once again, having compassion does not condone the actions. And it may... It may be a hard pill to swallow if you want to be heard and that person is not capable of that. And you are still choosing, you know, to have a relationship. So that may be something that is difficult for you and you are going to really have to move through with with grace. So sit with it. As we move forward, sit with the way you want your relationships to look. Sit with what you are willing to tolerate or be okay with or accept what you are not willing to accept. Sit with what your boundaries need to be, even if that is a total cutting of ties. But make these decisions from a place of healing, from a place of compassion, and from a place of it being in the highest and best good for you. And again, that is going to be different for everyone.
And if you need help with this, you can book a Theta healing with me. You can talk to me about coaching. And all of that you can find on my website at anastasiaburtnick.com. Links are in the show notes. I'm here to help. You know, you don't have to struggle through this. And you don't have to sit in your wounds and in the pain that was caused. And especially if you are having trouble forgiving or unburdening yourself of that pain and that trauma, that is where I definitely recommend you ask for help, whether it's from me or someone else. So if you do want to book, go to AnastasiaBurtnick.com or reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have any questions or any, or need any support, just send me a message and make sure to check out that other podcast called, uh, how to have hard conversations. Again, it's earlier on in the episode, so you'll have to scroll for it a little bit. Um, but that's a really, really good one. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the soul service podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.